What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we didn't have a full slate of games yesterday, but we saw something that I have never seen before. I don't think anyone listening to this has ever seen this before. Unless you're talking about Little League Baseball, but Shohei Otani, yes, I'm saying his name again because he is the best player on the planet. So first of all, before we get into it, there were not many games on Thursday. There were only there was a double header in Detroit, then three more games. So there were five games, you know, a double including a double header, which you know, two teams played each other at the same time twice. And a lot of teams were off, so the spotlight really was in Detroit where Shohei Otani did something that I, I'm still unable to comprehend. He threw a one hit shutout in game one of the double header. Then he hit two home runs as the DH in game two. What in the world are we watching? This is literally what I said to myself when I saw the highlights. I said, what am I watching right now? Is this Major League Baseball or is this high school or, or Little League? This is just, I mean, even at the college level, you don't see this. You, you really don't. I mean, it, maybe once in a while, someone does something similar. You don't even see this at the college level. This is more like high school. Or literally, yeah, high school probably. Man, this is this guy, he's doing it at the highest level. A one-hit shutout against major league talent. Then he hits two home runs in game two. I mean, how rare is this? I mean, he's the first player all time with a home run in one end of the doubleheader and a shutout in the other. Obviously, that's a very specific stat. But he's, if you just say he's the second player... To throw a shutout, a line one or no hits, and homer twice on the same day since 1971. He's the second player ever, and the only person who ever did that was Rick Wise in 1971 when he hit a no-hitter. So we should talk about Rick Wise. That's why I'm saying, like, I haven't seen this, but I was not alive when Rick Wise did this in 1971. But Rick Wise hit a home run against the Reds and drove in three of Philadelphia's four runs with his two home runs. So there you go. And that's somebody who's one up to Shohei. Not even Shohei has pulled off that feat. So little fun fact for you today before you say that this has never been done before. You know, it has been done before. And that was in one game, not in two games. But in our lifetimes, anyone listening to this, yes, there are people who are watching baseball who were alive at that time obviously and who were watching that but i i don't know if anyone listening to this uh remembers rick wise but if you do then send me a tweet or something if if you remember that 1971 day but shohei otani did it in 2023 i mean this is this is unbelievable and i i just tweeted that i know the angels just said that they're not gonna trade shohei otani but this would be the ultimate sell-high moment in sports history. If you if you traded him today, right after that performance, that would be the pinnacle, the peak of his value. His value cannot get any higher than it is right now. He's a free agent at the end of the year. What could you command if you put him on the open market and said you're willing to trade him? I think you would get a king's ransom relative to what you could get for I mean a king's ransom for what the situation is yes you're only gonna get two months of him but for a contender it's not just two months it's two months plus the playoffs you know I talked about you know the Rangers and Orioles but I'm not really gonna go 
too deep into that because the Angels have already said they're not going to trade him and they've already made trades themselves. They're buyers. They got Giolito. They're going for it. They're trying to make the playoffs themselves. But Shohei Otani, man, is that dude. And yes, the Angels won both games with the doubleheader, which is actually way more important at this point because every game matters for them. They're trying to make the playoffs. Mad respect to them for doing that, but now they're only three games back of the wild card. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. They've won four in a row. These are the LA Angels. They're going to go up to Toronto and start a weekend series, big weekend series on Friday. But man, that's, that's quite a feat. That's quite a feat. Speaking of trade deadline, another team that has turned into buyers suddenly are the Red Sox. So they have turned into buyers because they have, you know, one of the best records in baseball over the last month. I think the best record in baseball over the last month. And suddenly they want to go out there and get some pieces. They want to make a playoff push. Things can change in a month. I mean, if you go back a month, June 29th. The Red Sox had just been swept at home by the Miami Marlins in a three-game series. And they only scored three runs in the process. And then now, look where they are. Look where they are. You know, at that time when they got swept by Miami, they were two games under 500. They were looking like they were going to be sellers. 15 games behind in the AL East. Five games behind in the wild card race. And then that same night, they flew to Toronto for a three-game series. And... If they had gotten swept by the Blue Jays, they would have returned home, trailing by a whopping eight games in the wild card. But then was the well-timed surge. They swept the Blue Jays there on Canada Day in early July, and that was capped by a thrilling Sunday afternoon comeback in the finale. They took two out of three from the Rangers, and that was the start of a 15-5 and run that just continued on Wednesday, where they completed a two-game sweep of the Atlanta Braves. That's not just any team. That's the Atlanta Braves, one of the best teams in baseball. That is the team with the best record in baseball. So the standings look a lot better today for the Boston Red Sox than they did a month ago. So they're going to be sellers. What do they need? Well, so pitching, for sure. They have three starters on the IL. Chris Sale, Tanner Houck, and Garrett Whitlock. Trevor Story's on his way back. He's now on a minor league rehab assignment. He should be back with the Sox by early August. Offense has found its groove. Rafi Devers, Justin Turner, Masataka Yoshida, and two young players who find their way, uh, Jan Duran and Tristan Casas. These guys have, have picked it up. And so offensively, they're basically set, especially with Trevor Story about to return. But they need pitching help, preferably in the starting rotation. That's where they're going to look to the trade market and try to beef that up. So keep an eye on those Red Sox as well. This is an exciting time of the season. Speaking of trades, there are whispers that Justin Verlander might be available. According to two major league executives, there's belief within the industry that the Mets very well could move him. The reigning AL Cy Young winner, the former AL MVP, who spent the first month of the injured list and struggled to get into a groove his first nine starts. But since June 26, he's 3-1 and one with a 1.46 ERA in six starts, averaging more than six innings outing so it's actually funny because one of the teams that's said to be interested is the Astros which is the team he just left so he was just pitching for them last year on the World Series win that'd be funny if he went back to Houston we'll see will they move Verlander obviously he is on a massive contract first year of a two-year 86.6666666 million dollar contract and 
that does include a conditional option for $35 million, 2025, but that's not the guaranteed portion. But Verlander has a full no trade clause in his contract, so he can't be traded anywhere without his approval. So we'll see. And in other news, the Padres are listening. They're probably going to be sellers. They're listening to trade offers for Juan Soto, Blake Snell, and Josh Hader. So these are some guys who teams could definitely use. 24-year-old Soto is under contract through 2024. So a team that gets him would get him through next year as well. Uh, I, I think it's a bit unlikely he gets moved. But if he does, you know, there are some fits. People talk about the Yankees maybe. Um, Blake Snell is having a Cy Young year. You know, obviously a team that needs pitching. I just talked about the Red Sox, but obviously the Red Sox would have to pay up a lot, so maybe they're not going to do that. But another team could go get Blake Snell, who thinks that they need that extra piece to get them over the hump. Of course, Josh Hader, reliever, coming out the pen. Everyone could use relievers come October, because that's, that's huge. That's huge. So we'll see. Another name I, ha- I am seeing through you know, the grapevine trade rumors, Arenado. Could he be on the block? You know, people are saying maybe the Dodgers could go ahead and trade for him. Uh, that's completely spe- speculation. That's not a report saying that it's happening. Um, but we'll see. Maybe something comes into fruition. Yeah. But that's where we stand with things today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.